Hi there, and welcome to the ATS Podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Salisbury, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today we're on episode 3 of season 3, uh, Injury Rehab, uh, Physical Therapy to Optimize Performance. Um, I mean, performance optimization is more a training thing. Uh, physical therapy is more uh, an injury rehab thing. However, they are not too different. Like... I will always laugh when people go to physio. Like, my usual question is, like, what did you do at physio? And they're like, oh, like this. And I'm like, is that an exercise? And they're like, I mean, yeah. Physio is typically, specifically MSK physio for, like, musculoskeletal injuries is just training with weirder exercises. Yeah. Usually more specific and likely regressed. You are in. Yeah, I was about to say they're almost like clinical regressionists because most yeah. of the time, like I, th- I think a lot of people are just like, oh, physios just help like athletes. Like, no, they don't. Like, it is such a small module of their like encompassed learning oh. that is mental. Totally. Like, yeah, they mainly work in hospitals helping people, More. uh, like yeah, Breathe. helping people like recover from major traumatic surgeries, like strokes, heart attacks, brain injuries, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, breathing, or, like um, helping folk aspirate. Yeah, someone I know had a video to teach them how to cough properly after they'd had an illness. Yeah, like they do. That's the kind of that aspirational, like that um, resp- yeah. like the respiratory ward stuff, where they're like, mm, just help people cough up phlegm, report yep. phlegm color. <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> yay. Yeah, it's like really. <laughs> really unsexy. really glamorous yeah you're not running on the pitch uh with the the, the scotland team <laughs> the like, yeah with the magic the magic ice bag and the magic sponge yeah, that's been one man for about 30 years yeah <laughs> but yeah um getting into it the uh, one thing that i notice a lot <clears throat> with people is everyone likes a very closed loop uh you'll notice yourself doing it if you're any in any kind of I guess, in any state of self-awareness, if you have listened to this now, which is people will attempt to adhere something to the outcome of being sore. Like, if they come into the gym and they're like, oh, like, my shoulder's playing up today. And they'll be like, yeah, but, like, I probably, like, I think I slept funny. Like, I, like, slept, like, on my shoulder weird, and, like, that's why it hurts. Like, they like a closed loop of, like, we have shoulder pain requires a cause, and then thingy i was like it doesn't require a cause like you you can just chop that bit off because it doesn't affect anything else going forward like if your shoulder is sore because you slept funny or your shoulder is sore because you fell off the trampoline while bouncing with your kids and landed like a sack of tatties the like apart from the obvious like get assessed for a concussion if you feel sore if like you hit your head or anything like that or you know make sure it's not broken like the bone isn't physically broken If it is just low-grade muscular soreness or discomfort, the training plan is kind of the same. Like, you can't, like, obviously PTs and personal trainers cannot diagnose injuries, imbalances, or any other pish like that. Like, you are not qualified. Stop doing it. Um, And if people are like, oh, my shoulder's sore, you're like, okay, well, we're going to proceed with training as normal, until told otherwise by your shoulder like your shoulder is essentially gonna dictate what we do today and it's like cool we go through warm-ups shoulder okay sweet we load a little bit 
shoulder okay, sick. We approach working weight, still good, yeah. And then you just proceed like that. And if at any point you're like, mm, nah, shoulder's playing up, like that's uncomfortable. You regress, I mean, the easiest variable is load. Um, so you just take a little bit of weight off and if it goes to zero to like less discomfort, you know, you're on the right track. After that, maybe reduce volume, like total work doing, as in like, very obviously, well, hopefully, if they are doing sets of 10 and it is fine up until rep 8, just do sets of 6 with that decreased weight and it can just be a kind of easy taking upper bod session. doesn't have to be mental. And if it's in the extreme, you can regress them all the way to doing like partial range of motion. If partial range is completely comfortable but full range is not and work back towards full range of motion over time. You can't figure out what's wrong. But that doesn't mean you can't apply sensible training to it because completely doing nothing is bad because you remove if you remove training you remove the trainability like unsurprisingly if you like all the all the benefits of having muscle and training for strength that we bleat on about all the time if you just stop training something that all goes away and so you end up with like a very detrained muscle that can't support the structures around it very well and the likelihood it gets re-injured goes up because it's weak as fuck yeah and on, on that thing of like keeping training for something even mm -hmm. when it's sort like it's something like you only need to do 60 to 90 percent of your original work keep something oh yeah i'd be surprised if it was even that high yeah, I think like you can get away with just doing like ninety percent of what you. you can, As in, uh, sorry, ninety percent off, like one ninth. So oh, like 10%. one ninth. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So ten ten percent of original volume. Yeah, so you could literally take what you were doing, do ten percent of that, and kind of stay where you are. Yeah, like the the detraining effects for doing a little bit versus doing nothing are massive. Like this is why we bleat on about doing literally any amount of training. Is be is so much better than zero. It's like really, it's really difficult to explain the magnitude of how significant it is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, um, there's again, it's it's hilarious. It's like it kind of goes into this. This might actually. This is getting on a bit of a rant. Where are we? Four minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's a hot take, but for form is essentially a myth. Uh, <laughs> it's a social construct. The the uh, the the way in which you lift weights or do anything run your running gait uh, is more relevant to performance than it is to injury risk by an absolute mile it essentially has nothing to do with injury risk yeah i, I think there's a lot of the recent stuff coming out now is essentially saying it's irrelevant yeah i don't even know if it's recent coming out now i think it's been out i think it's only just well, making its way true, to it's, i think it's making its way to social media and popular opinion yeah. now but like the the video I always reference from the like the British Journal of Sports Medicine or something is like from I don't know twenty twenty, like it's years old. It's like four years old at this point, and it is a crap video. Like it is the most kind of university physio like video you'll ever see with like I I guess like the equivalent of the MS paperclip, like in in terms of production. Yeah. Like it's just it's just talking about load and capacity and the fact that. Your, your capacity to do a thing needs to 
the load that you put on needs to reflect like your capacity to do it and if you exceed your capacity for too long you will get hurt and in re regressing training your capacity lowers down along with the load that you do so then you have to retrain yourself back up to previous capacity and therefore previous load like unsurprisingly let's use a non-lifting example you're a runner you're pushing your running volume you get a really sore knee all of a sudden like you just wake up and it's really sore do not take your normal running volume and do turn it to zero running like that's not a great idea uh first of all you can always book a physio consult sick however if you go to a physio consult and they say something like again like yeah like uh if they say something along the lines of to do with your built weird or you move weird or something like that like or classics like oh your glutes are inactive like oh I one leg's long yeah one leg's longer concept. than the other or like mm, maybe you've got flat feet nonsense like nothing it, it, it like it annoys me because it horrendously discredits i mean literally every paralympian and special olympian going like literally fucking <laughs> you think folk who have one leg are not imbalanced like yes mate they are <laughs> like they literally have one fiberglass fucking leg and yet they are elite performers that are not that far behind actual like full-bodied like humans yeah in terms of how fast they can run so arguably some are much better off because they literally have a fucking incredibly tensile strong fiberglass takeoff platform now but yeah it's like you're fine the thing would be hurt knee during running okay sick wake up number one what was your usual running workout let's see what you can do literally get out warm up as you normally would and then you know walk for a bit jog for a bit be like how's that and just let pain dictate. If walking is fine, but jogging is sore, get a bunch of walking in. Amazing. And then call it a day. If you're like, jogging's okay, and then you try and push the pace and jog into like your kind of running pace, and that's not okay, that's sore, be like, okay, dial back on that. Let's just jog at much less of a pace. And over time, you just keep doing these little assessments in your training of like, does this hurt? Is this uncomfortable? You can train with a little bit of discomfort, but if it ever goes up to like, ooh, pain, you dial it back immediately. And also expect that after each of these sessions, your it will probably continue to be sore because you are overloading the capacity of your, your knee in this made up scenario. Yeah. However, it will eventually reacclimate with appropriate load and training volume but as soon as it stops being sore don't just be like sweet back to back to pb pace and pb distance boys let's go like yeah. you can't do that you have to you have to rebuild slowly and it will come back quicker than you ever got it the first time if it was like the, the other this the other one people always like doom and gloom being like oh my god like it's oh gonna take games. me it's gonna take me so long to get back you're like mate no it won't because you don't like you know where you're going and so everything on route only has to be a stopgap if performance or pain says otherwise. Like, And especially if you do any amount of training on it in between. Yes, it'll, it'll get better a whole bunch quicker. So, easy peasy. Uh, again, just stop, stop doing closed loop stuff. 
stuff doesn't need a reason why it's sore to be sore. It can just be sore. Like, that's fine. Yeah. The answers are the same. Is that you keep an eye on it throughout your training, and if there's any obvious flaws in your training, like, you don't warm up at all, like, you're doing the Russian warm-up of, like, do the empty bar, go for a cigarette, then hit your PB weight. No. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> if your recovery or... Help. Yeah, right. if your recovery or externals are high, like, it's crunch time at work, we've just moved house, we've just had a kid, and you haven't accounted for that in your training, should probably look at that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're accounting for it now because you're hurt, so well done. That's how it. That's how that goes. And if you are hurt, yeah, just let discomfort and pain dictate what you do, but don't do nothing. I think that's pretty much all I that's all I would kind of semi rant on about injury. Yeah, no, I think there's nothing really to add to that. It's pretty oh, mate, honestly, I fucking it does my nut when people are like, I slept weird. I'm like, imagine like the audacity of being like such like of, of so much muscular capacity that you can lift over double your body weight and being waylaid by a mattress. Like, <laughs> like I appreciate it might be stiff and uncomfortable, but like. You're not getting absolutely destroyed by a chair or a mattress. You're just staying in the one position and not moving for several hours. Yeah. This is the other piss is fucking people talking about sitting. I was like, sitting isn't uniquely detrimental. Just not moving is uniquely detrimental. I just remember we used to coach door staff back in the old place and be like, you guys stand all the time. You must be great. And they're like, nah, mate, my knees hurt a lot. So do my feet. <laughs> Yeah, also, fuck. also, I get punched in the face occasionally. I'm like, yeah, I suppose that'd probably suck. Yeah, <laughs> like people sitting on desks don't get punched in the face. Right, I think that's that for that one. Oh yeah, rant over. Nice Next one. Yeah. <laughs>